Welcome to Citizen U. This is a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your third Wednesday host, Ukiah Mayor Mari Roden, and Supervisor Dan Jurdy hosts Citizen U on first Wednesdays. Surely you are all aware of Lake Mendocino, often beautiful, sometimes virtually empty, but lately very, very full. Lake Mendocino is actually a reservoir that was formed by the construction of Coyote Valley Dam in 1958 by the Army Corps of Engineers. Interestingly, the dam, was, which was built during the Cold War era, includes a fallout shelter in the case of nuclear war. The dam was named after the valley that flooded when the dam was built. This valley, Coyote Valley, had been the home to the Coyote Valley Band of Pomo Indians, as well as some ranchers. I've wondered many things about Lake Mendocino in my 30-plus years of living in Ukiah, and today I hope to get them answered by my guest, Poppy Lazoff. Poppy Lazoff is the operations project manager for the Coyote Valley Dam and Lake Mendocino. Poppy grew up along the Russian River in Sonoma County. She spent summers uh, swimming in the river and riding horses. Now, as a manager of a lake within the Russian River watershed, she understands the importance of water on multiple levels. Poppy lives with her husband, daughter, two horses, and dog in Willets. Good morning, Poppy. Good morning, Mari. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming. So let's start with... What is an operations project manager? So what are your responsibilities? Okay, well, let me just kind of pan out a little bit. And, and the bigger Army Corps is, is a federal agency that has multiple missions or, or functions. So down at the San Francisco district, we have different projects. Um, Lake Mendocino being one of them, Lake Sonoma being another, the Bay Model Visitor Center. So an operations project manager is in charge of the day-to-day -day operations of the lake. Um, we have a staff of rangers and we have a maintenance staff. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've had as many as 10 rangers and as few as two. Right now we're operating with about four. Um, our maintenance staff, uh, we have five total and you know we we deal with the long-term projects and planning and then the short-term stuff that comes up um, you know just like most of the county the last couple weeks every day has been dynamic and new um, people just getting into work is a challenge and um, the east side of the lake has seen a lot of storm damage so my job is to take what we're given on a day-to-day -day and measure it against what we have for long term and how do we prioritize and put that in the workflow and get that accomplished and and then we have to pivot and rebalance often mm -hmm. um, so it's it's a big balancing act and I try to to give time to the 
the presentation that is in front of me. So if we have, uh, you know, issues with employees, we have to take half the day to work that out. If we have issues with visitors, we have to take an hour to work that out. It just depends. Every day is completely new and you, you don't know what you're going to get. Personally, I spend a lot of time in front of a computer now. Um, when I started at the lake, I was a park ranger. I was a student park ranger. Um, and that was out in the field, patrolling on foot, on bike, um, doing quiet hours patrols, you know, all the quintessential park ranger stuff. Right. Um, and I've moved away from that. So it's a lot of, a lot of computer time. Just, uh, stepping back for a moment, uh, to talk about the Army Corps of Engineers. I, I did a little bit of research into the Army Corps and it's, you know, it's a branch, uh, I guess it's called an engineer formation of the U.S. Army. And um, it has three mission areas. Um, engineer, there's an engineer regiment, a military regiment, and then the, um, the civil, uh, civil works. And I was just curious, because I hadn't thought about the Army Corps being a branch of the military. Did you enter the military or have anything to do with the military to get into this line of work? I did not. So I um, kind of just serendipitously, I was going to the junior college after my bachelor's degree and um, was taking a program in parks and recreation. And I lived in Mendocino County, so I was interested in jobs geographically, geographically close. And um, when I, I went to shadow a couple park rangers one day, and I my background was not in the military, was not in armed services at all. So we are tied to the Department of Defense and then the Department of the Army. So um, our processes reflect a lot of the same processes that you would see in the in the big army, essentially. We take a lot of similar training, so... Uh, we have a lot of acronyms that, again, I'm not in the big army, but I'm I'm told that they're very similar and kind of, uh, we do have people in armed services and then come over to the civil work side and um, they're like, we took this training when we deployed. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. That's interesting. So, the, the Army Corps of Engineers built the Coyote Dam for flood control. That was one of its purpose. And uh, I was curious about and I don't know if you know the answer to this, but was flooding in the Ukiah Valley a problem prior to the construction of the dam? This would have been prior to 1958. Yeah, to, I don't think I have a lot of information to speak to that question. I know they were looking at different locations for inundation of water. I think Covalo was one of the locations they looked at. Uh, the Coyote Valley was the location that they ultimately selected. Um, I do know that when the dam was uh, built in 1958, the what you see is the first act of Congress. So what you see is appropriations that were put into action. And if you look at the dam, there's riprap around it. And there's... And riprap are the rocks, the yeah, giant rocks. Big, that hold, big mm -hmm. rocks. Mm -hmm. And the the vision was to someday raise it. And kind of scrape off that top layer and then build it bigger 
but that is a separate act of Congress. That is, we do not have appropriations for that. So that's a, a really common question I get is, are you going to raise the dam? That is literally an act of Congress. All right. Well, we'll <laughs> talk about that in a little while. Uh, and maybe there will be listeners who could call in later and or at any time, really, um, who, who lived here before 1958 and could describe the valley situation at that time. I, I've always been curious about what weather flooding, how, how big of a problem was that? I know that the Russian River through Ukiah was very shallow and very wide, um, and that with the construction of the dam um, and the release of, of heavier flows than was natural, it's it's made the river deeper and narrower than it was than it is naturally. But I'm particularly interested in the flooding question. Um, yeah, what? What are the mandated levels um, for the lake, you know, as, as far as flood control is concerned, and who controls those releases? So, um, I'm not trying to dance around the answer, but it, the, the answer is it depends. There are so many different variables that come into uh, flood risk management. I, I think we used to call it flood control, and then that idea of controlling a flood it's kind of moved into flood risk management and so i think probably a lot of listeners are familiar with the martin luther king day release that we had this year in january no what so, was that about so we had uh that was one of our we started at uh on martin luther king day and we had a flood control, a flood risk management release that we haven't had in years because we had that much water. So we have to manage the space for future storms. And what that means is what you see happening at the lake today, if you were to look at it and say, why, why are you releasing so much water? Or, or not, you know, I'm not speaking to today release, but it's going to be about what storm is coming in and how much space we need. So in the summertime, the risk of flooding is very low. So we can have the responsibility and the authority to keep the lake much higher, the pool elevation much higher. Um, I always think of the lake in elevation. A lot of people speak about it in acre feet. So elevation essentially above sea level. So right now, today, we are at 752. And the more we move into March, we can we have a higher level that we can go to. So it depends on the time of year. In January, we didn't have a higher level. We had to stay much closer to 744. Um, and we had to kind of see long-term what the atmospheric rivers on the horizon were. Um, and that kind of ties into Firo. Um, and again, what's Firo? So, Firo is one of my favorite topics. It is forecast informed reservoir oh, operation. I was about to ask you that about dynamically managing the lake level based on weather forecasting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. Go ahead and explain that. Okay. So, there is a water control manual. And it used to be we had to manage the lake by that book by that manual and now we can use real-time forecasting to see what is on the horizon 
and hey, there's a storm coming in. We need to release. We need that flood control space. Or no, we have a dry period for about a, two weeks. We're going to hold. And we also have to balance that with what's happening downstream. So when you stand at the base of the dam and you look at that, it's not telling the whole story. The whole story is the alignment of the river all the way out to Jenner. So um, I got myself tangled in my mic, but um, Firo is pretty revolutionary. It's We are the first in the nation to do this. We are a pilot study. Um, it's I did not memorize all the different agencies involved, but it's about 10. It's UC San Diego Scripps Institute, uh, Department of Water Resources, the Army Corps, Sonoma Water. Um, yeah. yeah, I heard um, a story on NPR about this, and they were talking about Folsom Lake, but they didn't mention Lake Mendocino, and I hadn't realized that our very own backyard lake is part of this pilot study. Yep. And yep. so does this mean that we might end up in the summer with more water in the lake than, than it could have been without Firo because there we might have been able to retain water that otherwise would have been released yeah so we had to close the ramps in august of 2020 and we got to keep them open a couple weeks longer than we would have without firo so we're already able to utilize firo and keep more water um, than we otherwise would have if we were operating by the manual mm -hmm. Well, once the, the dam was built and the original objective of flood control was achieved, then we suddenly had a massive supply of water behind the dam, which created Lake Mendocino. Who owns the rights to that water, and how did those rights get allocated? Uh, I, I, when I was out in the field being a park ranger, that was the most common question. Um, and it was kind of... Um, just accepted Sonoma County has the majority of the water rights. And wasn't that because they invested in, and I'm not, was it that they helped um, fund the, yes. fund the dam or fund, I'm not sure, but I know that their investment is what uh, led them to acquire the major, vast majority of rights. Yeah, that is, that is my understanding. I have not seen that, the actual agreement. Um, but my understanding is Sonoma County could essentially pony up and buy those rights. And Mendocino County at the time did not have the, the money. Right. Well, there is um, the Russian River Flood Control District. Uh, well, it's got a longer name than that. But they, they own have something like 8,000 acre feet rights to that much water. Yeah. Which, But it's a, a very small a portion of the mm -hmm. water that um, is can gather can be stored behind the dam. Correct? Yeah, compared to the to the whole, it's a small portion. Mm -hmm. So, another question um, I'm real curious about is the budget for for Lake Mendocino. Can you talk a little bit about that and what discretion you have? Sure. Um, so, the. the let me back up a little bit. Going into functions, our budget is, the term I'm familiar with is business lines, but I don't think that will resonate with listeners. That doesn't make sense. It's not intuitive. So functions, we have the land, the people, the dam, and 
each of those is tied to different funding streams. So when we ask for money, we ask for money two years out. So it's FY23, we're working on our FY25 budget. Um, this is part of the reason why change is so slow, because we need two years lead time to get money for a project most of the time. So I will use a, a specific example. If you go to the kind of the northwest corner of the lake, the Pomo areas, uh, that's where the Hopkins fire was. And we were able to get appropriations very quickly, well, quickly in government terms, um, to, to essentially repair the area and rebuild the area. So, and when I say quickly, I mean a year. <laughs> so we um, put in a request and we wrote a contract and um, that area is seeing a nice plus up of money. It's probably about a $3 million contract that's going in there right now to um, clean up the shelters that were burned, the restrooms, um, the, the fix the trail, remove a lot of the trees. Uh, and then kind of back to the bigger budget, um, I, I would say that money is the the problem with money is you have to spend it and it is hard for us to spend money because our processes are very um cumbered encumbered with checks and balances which i think the general public would appreciate it's it's very hard to to make a mistake in terms of buying the wrong thing but it's very hard to get that contract going to to make sure that it um, you as as a project manager you have the the rec areas and two years out you don't know what's going to happen mm -hmm. you don't know what's going to be open you don't know what's going to be closed mm -hmm. um, so it's it's just a big um, when we do our budget, that's mostly long-term stuff. Yeah, and forecasting. The, yeah. A forecasting game. You're listening to Citizen U. This is a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy. And with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your host, Mari Roden, and today we're discussing Lake Mendocino, the Army Corps of Engineers, and the Russian River with my guest, Poppy Lazov, who's the Operations Project Manager for Coyote Dam in Lake Mendocino. Um, we were just talking about the budget for Lake Mendocino, and you talked about uh, having a contract for cleanup since the Hopkins fire, which happened over a year ago. Um, and so cleanup is great. I was out at the Shakota uh, Trail this past weekend, and there's a lot of, uh, looks like a lot of activity happening there. Um, but what about rebuilding? Uh, you talked about cleanup, but, you know, the rebuilding is, is really critical. And, and related to that is maintenance of the facilities out there. So even... Uh, without the fire, there was a I, I felt a, a critical need for maintaining the day use facilities out there. Could you talk about rebuilding and maintaining? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so the the contract will cover rebuilding the 
the buildings that were burned down because of the Hopkins fire. Um, we are working on separate contracts to address the failing and aging infrastructure of the recreation facilities. So, so the, what do you mean you're working on them? I'm just trying to pin you down because even two years ago, the, there was a dire need for maintenance of the day-use facilities. So what's taking so long for, yeah. Yeah, so uh, this year I know our internal maintenance team has completed at least five shelter roofs and um you know sped throughout the area I, th I think pomo a has seen some and uh they were working on oak grove and um i think as far as visible change that is admittedly very slow um i our maintenance team also has the tasks of maintaining the tower and all that infrastructure that you that the public doesn't necessarily see so um all the dam comps and what's a dam comp so you go up and you you have to take readings you know what is what is the elevation what is this instrument doing what is that instrument doing so every day there's like this long to-do list of stuff that has to be met before you can can move on to the to the maintenance mm -hmm. um and i think uh when you when uh to pin me down on the the contracts i i welcome that and we that we're essentially just it doing what it sounds like is creating a contract and similar to the one that took a year these are probably going to take a few months um and we can't uh, put a contract out ourselves. It has to go to our San Francisco office. It has to go through cost engineering. It has to go through legal department. It's a multi-month process, even if it's a very quick, hey, we know exactly what we want fixed. We want this bathroom replaced. Um, and it's going to cost X amount of dollars, and we want this person to do it. Six months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So... Um we're taking calls this morning. The number here in the studio is 895-2448. Um, listeners have any questions, comments on Lake Mendocino. Um, specifically about um, maintenance uh, of the facilities at the lake, because there are a lot of recreational facilities. What about the campgrounds? Those have been closed for several years. Um, what's the plan for using the campgrounds in the future and upgrading those sure uh so boucher campground on the east side of the lake was open last year mm. um kian campground is currently closed with the hopes of it being opening very soon it was closed before the hopkins fire we had infrastructure damage we had power out and then after the hopkins fire uh the wastewater treatment plant was down and power's out so Mm -hmm. well, we have. I'm sorry to interrupt. We have. We have a call, and so we'll just take that call right now. Good morning, caller. Hello, my name's Melody. I'm living in Red Valley. Hi, Melody. You have a lot of background noise. Would you mind? Um, is it possible for you to quiet that down? Let me see if I can. Is that better? Yes, that's much better. Thank you. Good. Um, 
I'm interested in the road that accesses the Boucher area. When I moved here in 20, 2009, it was always open unless it was flooded, unless like it is today. Um, but let this fall, they closed it as soon as the tourists went away. And there was no access for the locals to still go out there for day use area. Day use. Okay, great. We'll have Poppy answer that question. Thank you, Melody, for your call. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, so I believe the gate is closed. People are always welcome to walk down there. <clears throat> Excuse me, even when the gate is closed. Um, we have had to close it for some maintenance, so we had to clean it off. Um, specifically in the in the fall, we had some uh, rock slides that we had to clean up, and uh, it, we had to keep vehicles off of it. Um, I know the inlet road is a great access point for fishing, especially um, for people in wheelchairs and and stuff. I've I've had that question a lot, so we try and keep it open as much as possible. We also, unfortunately, experienced um, quite a bit of vandalism out there. We have uh, a a gate that was run into and trashed, um, and so we're. We're working on fixing it. Um, unfortunately, the machine that we need to fix the gate, a welder, was stolen from our headquarters. So, again, you know, it, it takes a while to address some of these issues. Mm -hmm. You talked in the beginning about staff, and you said that uh, rangers, you have between two and ten rangers, and maintenance staff also varies. And right now, we're on the low end um, with both of those. Why? Why don't we have? Why don't you have more staff um, to help you to maintain the facilities? And um, yeah, I mean, if if you request the budget, why not request more staff? Sure. So I think, like a lot of Northern California counties, our wages are much lower. So um, Lake Sonoma Rangers make a lot more. Uh, Bay model rangers make a lot more. So we'll have people that start here and then move out of the area because it's just profitable. And if you're not tied to the area, um, and you know, rental inventory is pretty low up here. The rental is still high in Sonoma County in the Bay Area, but I, I think you can find a room or something and, and make it work. So we, we lose a lot of rangers to other locations. So are you saying, Poppy, that you have the budget for 10 rangers and the maximum number of maintenance staff, but you haven't been able to fill those positions? Uh, I think for, I don't think we'd ever have 10 rangers again. Um, I, that was back in 2010 when I started. Uh, I think an ideal number would be closer to six or seven, maybe eight. Um, and we do try to bring on students. Um, we j I just looked at a list of summer hires and reached out and none of them took the position hmm. uh, and and on the maintenance side yeah we have the budget it is very hard to to bring people on with our high cost of living and low wages not low comparatively for the county but compared to other army corps projects mm -hmm. all right well we have another caller good morning caller yeah, good morning. Yeah, what's your question? 
Uh, well, my question would be about uh, what about the campground at the southern end of the lake by the dam? Okay, great. We'll ask Poppy about that one. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that is Chicaca Campground, and up until a couple months ago, it was actually slated to work with grant funds from the state to make uh, a parking lot. So, like, if you look out there today, a lot of the South Boat Ramp parking lot spaces are underwater. Um, and it used to be we experienced that more often. So we had a grant to build a, a big parking lot up there so that people could bring their boats and um, still use the lake when the, the when the water's that high. Unfortunately, just the engineering and fitting stuff in that close to the dam didn't work out. Um, so that Chicaca area is going to, a lot of the camping infrastructure is going to be removed. It'll be opened. It'll, it'll be a multi-phase project. Um, you know, first it'll just have the infrastructure taken out then it'll be open so it'll be just this open green space um my vision is eventually <coughs> excuse me <coughs> to have a, a destination playground in there so to have a big um kind of community space that has like a, a walking trail um we have a lot of little playgrounds but not a not a big one like similar to todd grove park um, you know, recreation kind of that ties into the lake, but isn't um, dependent on the lake level so that it could be open all the time. Mm -hmm. How many campgrounds are there at Lake Mendocino and how many campsites? There are three campgrounds that you can drive to. Um, Chicago being closed, that leaves us with two. There's about 300 sites. Um, Kien on the north end of the lake when there was the the FEMA housing project a lot of those sites were um, revamped with full full hookups which we only had about two maybe three before that um, what's the FEMA housing project uh, that was 2018 that was uh, kind of beyond the scope of my authority but i was not the manager at the time um and i i think that it was kind of the 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 response to people needing houses um and their homes had burned down and we i was a ranger at the time and we kind of stayed out of the area but it was um a lot of money was put into that area by fema uh-huh so, um, you know, the the recreational aspects of Lake Mendocino are hugely important economically to the Ukiah Valley. Um, you know, the fishing, the the boating opportunities, the camping. So what are the plans for for those recreational opportunities this coming summer are in terms of the readiness of the lake and the facility to accommodate people? Yeah, so... If our contract goes as planned in the Pomo area, so the little northwest corner, which impacts Kien Campground, we want to have everything open, um, not Chicaca, because that, you know, maybe the green space phase of Chicaca. That's the one up by the <coughs> the boat launch. Yeah, that's the, the south end. The south end. Um, but Boucher, um, it was open last year. Boucher is contingent on that water level. So again, if we have a high water level, 
for water supply that that takes out the road that floods inlet road um and so we do not have reservations open for any of the areas yet because for boucher we have had reservations in the past and then the water was up and we had to come make 400 phone calls and cancel those reservations so we're going to wait until we know mm -hmm. that we can fulfill that mm -hmm. okay we have another call just a moment good morning caller yeah, um, I'm calling back again. I'm just wondering what's happening with the cultural center uh, there at the Pomo area. It seems to be closed for a number of years. I'm just wondering. Great question. Thank you. Yeah, could you describe that that cultural center and then explain what's happening with it? Sure. <clears throat> so um, it has been vacant for a while. Um, there was some construction that was done on it many, many years ago and it, it hasn't been occupied since. Um, about, I want to say about a month ago, we met with members of the Coyote Valley Band of Pomos, and they are interested, we are interested in renewing a real estate agreement for the, for the actual building and having them, um, you know, essentially move back in. Um, and that real estate agreement is beyond my office. That's with the with the different district. But um, I think there's interest on both sides. I think the building is ready to go. It's safe and clean. And it's been maintained, and um, it, it'll just be a matter of writing out that agreement. Mm -hmm. In case you just tuned in, this is Citizen U a forum for exploring local government and related issues. I'm your host, Ukiah Mayor Mari Roden, and today we're discussing Lake Mendocino, the Army Corps of Engineers, and the Russian River with Poppy Lazoff, who's the Operations Project Manager for Coyote Dam and Lake Mendocino. We have another call coming in, and if you have any questions or comments, you can call in. The studio number is 707 895 2448. Good morning, caller. What's your question? A uh, question would be uh, Is there any opportunity for the public to have a uh, uh, say in what goes on at the lake? Oh, that's a good question. I was going to ask that question too. Um, yeah, how, how do people who, who are resident in this area m affect policies that happen at Lake Mendocino? Um, yeah, I mean, I think in the past we have done public meetings. Um, it's, again, a very difficult balance to to have those meetings. Uh, there are certain things that we welcome input on, and we, we want to work with the community. We want to integrate with the community. We are the community. Um, you know, all of us who work there, we we live in in this community and we love it just as much as the visitors do um so we we try not to put that separation or that wedge and as you know there's some stuff like water supply that it's just not um it it's not something that i determine and it's not something that um we can really decide as a group um i'm definitely open to you know, if if there's, what I hear a lot is I want quiet days on the lake. I don't want motors. I don't want gas motors. Um, 
you know, I really liked it when the ramps were closed because I could just pack my kayak down. Um, uh, you know, just trying to, in my head, I, w when I receive an email or a text or a phone call, I do my best to respond to it. Um, I'm sure there's definitely ones that I miss. Um, but I, I do put time and energy into that response. And a lot of times, um, for example, hunting, you know, there's, there's, um, precedent for having hunting there in the past. It's a very small area. So we have since, just done away with the hunting program. We had a lot of kind of close encounters with multiple user groups out there and it, it's just not safe at the time and with our staff. Um, so I try kind of on the on the onesies and twosies to address them the best I can. As far as a community forum, um, I, I think the best way to start is an email and I can I can give my email out and and kind of go from there if we have a lot of people with the same vision the same idea if it's something that we can do and we also have to um, have those difficult conversations and say you know that's not something we can do I think it would be nice to have at least an annual maybe a twice annual community meeting and and I think people understand that there are things about the lake and the dam that you don't control, but um, policies around use of the lake and, and motorboats and all that are things that like you say that you've heard about it a lot and I've heard about it a lot. How Could there be um, a schedule of quiet days uh, at the lake? And I think it would be really nice for the community to be able to to know what the answer to that question would be. And so I mean that would be be a request that we could have community meetings and maybe they could be hosted, you know, in town at a convenient location. Yeah, and we've had um, <clears throat> uh, we've had meetings in the past with with our local agencies and with um, kind of local elected representatives that really want to support the lake and want to get something going, um, and those are really helpful and it. It, it represents a big section of the population. I think they try and represent their constituents. And, um, you know, like concessions, there's a big call for concessions. I'm hungry. I've been swimming all day. There's, you know, we used to have the snack bar. We used to have the marina. Um, we used to have these lush, beautiful green lawns. Where are the glory days of the lake? I hear that a lot. Well, we um, should, yeah, we should have an opportunity to to talk about those. I, 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 think, I think you should do that. <laughs> we have another call coming in. Hold on. Hello, caller. You're on the air. Uh, good morning. Uh, I appreciate the show. I also appreciate for Poppy that she may not, you know, have a lot of experience talking on the radio, and it can be intimidating. Um, but just driving and listening to the show this morning, I, I just get the impression that that uh, that that the management there at Lake Mendocino is just uh, adrift, and no one's in no one's in authority. Um, the the maintenance and operations for for years have been just uh, unbelievable in terms of the, the poor quality. Um, and, and and I don't mean to be disrespectful, but I I really hope that that your guest today uh, takes away from the show and makes a commitment to herself to tighten things up. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I just. You know, and and she's been there since 2010. Yeah, I think she was um, a ranger um, 
initially. I don't. She hasn't been the oh, okay. operations manager that long, but but okay. I hear what you're saying. Uh, yeah, and, and and again, uh, no disrespect. It just that you know that is such a resource for our for our community, and it has been in such. It, it is so. It is so bad. I don't even go there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and here that we're trying. We, we are planning, we're trying, just, that's, that's unacceptable. Thank you, caller. I appreciate your sentiment. Thank you. Yes, Poppy, I know it's putting you on the spot, but you know, I really do agree with the caller. I, many years ago, we did have green lawns, and the facilities were a great place to take children to, and now it's very derelict, and I think with the lack of rangers, you're seeing the vandalism that's affecting your ability to main, maintain the facility. So, um, could you speak to that? And you know, are, how how can we get this place looking looking really so a place we're proud of and that will draw people, locals as well as people from afar, to use use the lake and and boost our economy? Yeah, <clears throat> and I I think again being part of the community, we have a shared vision to improve the lake. Um, It is not as easy as um, making improvements in your backyard. So we all see the the need and we all see where stuff is falling apart. Um, I don't think that it's because we ignore it or we we um, we 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 don't care. I think that would be one point that I would want to make is we care a lot. Um, so I am completely fine with having those difficult conversations of, oh, this area, please improve it. How do we do this? I am not fine with the you guys don't care because I know my staff comes to work every day and they 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 do. I think, um, yeah, I think, Puppy, it's not at all personal, you know, it's just people... Uh, People really want to come to the lake or used to come to the lake and now, um, you know, feel it, it just doesn't feel as safe or as, um, you know, the facilities just aren't nice, nice enough anymore. And, and we went, we wonder what's taking so long. But before you answer that, let's take one more call. Hello, caller. What's your question? Hello? Hello, caller. You're on the air. Hello. I um. I guess I, I I served for many years on the Russian River Watershed Council, including some years on the steering committee, and uh, not necessarily totally a perspective from that vantage point. But I see the way the um, the Army Corps um, with their operating of Lake Mendocino that um you know with with the uh removal of the uh, boating docks on the north end and just the way the campgrounds and dealing with things it seems to me that the overriding overarching plan is basically preparing for a future raising of the dam even though that may not be practical in terms of uh the more recently discovered um earthquake fault zones but i believe the impetus has been to basically disengage the public from uh you know so much camping and uh related uh, recreational activities 
So that's that's my soapbox. So thank you. Is it really possible, Poppy, that there's a, there's a plan above you that there's going to be raising of the dam? So let's not invest any money in the local infrastructure. Not that I'm aware of. I think um, I, maybe he meant the marina because uh, the courtesy docks are still there. So the marina, to my knowledge, uh, was a concessions contract that is it just expired. I don't think it was part of a greater plan to to lift recreational resources off of the lake and yeah. and clear it for something else. Yeah. So I want to go back to that question. We have a caller, but if you could just hold on, caller. Really want, um, I think a lot of the public would be interested in knowing, again, what can we do to express, you know, our desires um, and our questions about the lake? If, um, you know, is could you commit to... Um, a, a, in, and forum in the near future can you um you know if people want to have quiet days how would those ever get instituted how how would policy change at the lake um i i think to kind of address what the what the bigger need is right now i think is before we can go into quiet days and um put ranger time towards um kind of managing space i think we have to really focus on the on the rec infrastructure which is what i'm trying to do the recreation infrastructure right so those those shelters that i talked about um you know the rangers spend a lot more time doing rec recreation area maintenance to supplement the maintenance crew um you know picnic tables stuff falling apart all of our stuff is is really old right um and it's it takes replacing and so I would like to see us make significant progress there before we institute these, you know, programs that um, require ranger oversight and, and take away from other things. I see. So when do you expect the bathrooms to be rebuilt, the ones that were affected by the fire, the Hopkins fire? Uh, within the next few months. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, so you just think that they'll be ready for the summer? We sure hope so. We um, Pomo Sea Restroom was taken down. I think just like the day before yesterday, um, Pomo B restroom had some smoke damage, so they're going to go in there and clean it. Um, and then once they get the the wastewater treatment plant back, then we can open the the flush restrooms and hopefully take the portables away from Pomo A. Mm -hmm. And is there are there plans for reforestation at all? For so many trees burned, and there's yeah 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 reforestation. And what about um, fire prevention, you know, cleaning of the underbrush, the dead, dead, dead trees that have fallen. Yeah, um, that that's part of what's going on right now. Um, a lot of our resources over the last couple years have been put into our power infrastructure. So on the north end, uh, along the Pome area, a lot, all of that is going to be underground. So it will not be overhead and the fire risk will be very, very low. Um, and when that happens, there's a lot of veg vegetation management going on. Um, in Boucher, similar thing. What we can do, we'll put underground. And um, that takes a, a, lot, of, a lot of resources. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thank you so much. We're about to wrap up. We, could, we have time for one more call if uh, anyone wants to um, call in. Oh, here's a call. Good morning, caller. What's your question? Comment? Good, 
Good morning. Can you hear me clearly? I do. We just have a moment. Okay. I tried to get in earlier. Um, I think uh, most of it basically boils down to the personnel. And one of the things that we that I've missed at is the some of the work crews that were actually prisoner crews. And a lot of the stuff came from, like, the federal government, the picnic tables and stuff. And I see a lot of new concrete picnic tables that are out in federal areas. So I'm wondering if there is still a path from, like, a prison to uh, become a maintenance person and then work at uh, the um, the lake. And how come there that's not being explored. Thank you for that um, question. That's a great question. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so it's the Concrews, um, referring to like the Cal Fire CDF crews. I'm not sure. He said um, there were prisoners. I, I don't know about that. Yeah. So those, those are still utilized. Um, a, a lot of times when those Concrews are in the area, we close the area to the public. Um, as far as a different prisoner crew, I, I know there was many years ago, there were some groups um, with a county jail that would come out. Um, as far as a path to employment from there, I'm not familiar with that path. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Um, our hiring process is through USA Jobs, um, which can be kind of complicated. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, we've, we've tried to have a lot more community outreach and you know this is how you apply on USA jobs when you're asked these questions these are the answers that will get you through the system because um, the the system is hard to get through mm -hmm. and and you a lot of it requires previous experience in that specific field and you have to answer the question the right same way. right good well I hope uh, there's some students listening uh, that might might want to apply um, I, I want to express appreciation for the cores uh, working with the Ukiah Valley Trail Group and establishing lots of new trails and repairing uh, trails that, you know, are too steep or not repairing them, but um, rerouting trails, uh, especially around the east side of the lake. It's, it's a really nice um, situation over there. Um, so my guest today has been Poppy. I want to thank you so much, Poppy Lazov. Can you please um, give people listening your contact information, your email address, and so on? Sure. It is rather long. <clears throat> it is my name, so Poppy, P-O-P-P-Y dot L dot Lozoff, L-O-Z-O-F-F at U-S-A-C-E dot Army dot Mill. Um, and I don't know if there's a way to put that on a website so it's easier to pick up for people. Yeah, what about your phone number? Uh, that is the main line, so 707-467-4200. Thank you so much for being my guest. There were a lot of uh, callers that I, whose questions or comments I wasn't able to take, so we generated a lot of interest, and I really hope that you can organize a community meeting soon. I think uh, we'd all really appreciate that. And I want to thank listeners for tuning in today to Citizen U, and stay tuned next for Interlude.
with This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.